I stay posted in the paint. I'm focused like the coaches, man. I be spitting game. Messed around, got a triple double. Never trip or stumble. SSDLG, that's the click that run you. Got that magic flow. Dirk fade, Mavericks flow. Rack City, don't pass it though. Throw the dime, you can't bag one, no. Uh, it's that 2K flow. You think you hot? If you say so. Ballin' out of control. Oh yeah, they know. I'm Kobe on the mic. Show them the lake show. You see me shooting threes on a fast break. On fire and I use them as my ashtray. My defense force them to a double dribble. Throw a pass around my back quicker than a missile. There goes the alley-oop. Shatter the backboard. That's how we do. This is what we do, SS over everything, you ain't messing with the crew Every single summer, every single winter All we do is ball, all we do is kill em All we do is kill em, take it to the ceiling Yeah, we in the building and we hurting y'all feelings Sensational, we a movement We can do it They do have a timeout, decide not to use it Curry, way downtown, bang, bang Oh, what a shot from Curry with six tenths of a second remaining. Should the Spurs foul? Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. History point of bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> you the real MVP. SSBA, what is up? This is your host, Swim Funk, a.k.a. Swim the Loop. Um, we are back. The podcast is back. Season two is upon us. Uh, we are in the middle of free agency. Um, and me and Rob had a chance to sit down and talk with, uh, Trent, our, uh, new champ, um, uh, to discuss, um, you know, his playoff run, uh, the draft, free agency, uh, some upcoming rule changes in our, uh, brand new website. So, um, I think the conversation went just under 40 minutes, um, but it, it was insightful. It, it was it was a good conversation, and um, you know, I'm really glad that we were able to get that done. So, like I always say, we want to get more of these. Uh, feel free to send some questions and whatnot. But uh, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And we'll go from there. Hey guys, welcome to uh, SSBA podcast. We got uh, Trent and Rob here. Trent is the champ. Um, after an epic uh, game seven finish, um, he he got finally got his revenge against Red after uh, his twenty point <laughs> collapse last uh, year. So Trent, what's up? Oh, not much. Just glad I didn't I didn't blow another lead. It got a little close in that game seven. Yeah, uh, I also got Rob here. Um, Rob, what's going on? Not much, man. Just trying to fix all these uh, cap issues and contract issues back here in Denver. But uh, I'll yeah. make my make my run back to my championship status this year. So <laughs> there you we'll go. So we are recording this uh, right after free agency starts. So uh, it's, it's kind of in the middle of the free agency kind of rush to to get offers in. So um, if there's offers, you know, after you've you know 
seen this or heard this podcast just because this is when it was recorded. But uh, so Trent, talk about game seven. How did you, uh, were you getting a little tense? It started looking like you were, (laughs) I was watching it. I was. (laughs) It's real, it's real hard. Red is definitely one of the, one of the toughest opponents I've ever faced, obviously, and finally got over the hump against him. But it definitely, uh, it's, it's always tense when you're playing in the finals, especially in elimination games. And I played in three straight elimination games and, uh, it all was pretty tense and especially, you know, getting flashbacks from last year and having Michael Carter Williams strip Giannis on the final possession. <laughs> just those memories coming back, it definitely got, but I definitely feel like, you know, it just showed that, uh, you know, Kyrie Irving was huge in the entire series and I kind of relied on him the entire season with, you know, Kevin Durant being out the first 45 games. I really got to learn, you know, his release and his shot and like what shots are good for him and how to, you know, handle the ball with him. And that's, that really helped me a lot, I feel like, and not relying on so much on just, you know, running these money plays. I kind of have the fallback right. escape valve. Yeah. Well, just for me observing, I mean, you've always been like a good team builder. It was just like those things like, uh, you know, putting, you know, strategies and stuff together to win in those tight games. I mean, because like you like you just said, like Durant's like automatic. He's gonna get his. Yeah. And I think actually that injury probably you know kind of in a way kind of helped you along, like you said, because you got those other shots with uh, Kyrie, and then Durant's just gonna get his automatic. Yeah. They can, they can do about that. Yeah, it really built confidence uh, around the other teammates to, um, you know, figure out what they can and can't do. And um, yeah, once kind of Durant came back, it kind of. Yeah. completed that team. It's like you got him at the trade deadline. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of uh, calling reinforcements at the, I, at I was watching, time. I was watching that game and I was like, man, I don't know if Trent really wants to get up on a big lead. You know, I was just like, I saw you kind of, <laughs> you, you got like that 13 or whatever, 12 point lead. And, um, Man, those just memories start to come back. Yeah, you know, in that fourth quarter, because I think Red maybe got it down to like six. I think is the lowest he got it to. Yeah, um, either four, four or six, but four. Yeah, and it's just like, man, <laughs> it's it's hard to it's you know, it's hard to erase that. It's it's definitely it's definitely a struggle, especially you know with the pace of today's game. You can have a twelve like. Our series was always I'd get a 20-point lead and then Red would cut it down real quick and then I'd go back up 10, especially those last those last three games, so game five, six, and seven. When I was down 3-1, I'd get a big lead in the first half and then Red would cut into it real quick just because his players are so dynamic offensively and they yeah. can do so much, especially on the defensive end, creating misses, creating you know turnovers, and they can just – erase a 20-point lead like nothing, even more so than my fourth quarter collapse when Derrick Rose couldn't hit the rim at all even. Yeah. I, I remember seeing uh, – I think Jared Allen played a huge role in game seven. I think oh, that's yeah. – Yeah. Um, several yeah, key played, blocks. Yeah, he played He played a really big game. He finished with 12 points, 20 rebounds, seven blocks. Like, he played a really yeah. big game. And I feel like he kind of heard uh, – you know, Rocky was always saying how I was going to regret trading DeAndre <laughs> in the series. I think he kind of heard that because Jared really played a played a big key. And like, like Rob said, because he mentioned how I always, you know, make adjustments, make those key kind of gameplay improvements from, you know, strategy-wise. And 
that's one of the things that really kind of changed the tone of the series because Jared Allen was coming off the bench and wasn't even playing, played like 20 minutes combined in the first two games. And I just put him back in the starting lineup because Red was going really big. And I, I just needed that defensive presence out there instead of Harold is great, but he's not the shot blocker. Right, so, yeah. But he is a dog out there. Oh, yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll hustle. He'll contest shots, but mm. he might not. He might. I think he got one block this game, this series that was a really key. Which mm. I should. It was, yeah. it was a tough series. It just goes to show how much defense really kind of matters in, in this 2K, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, for sure. Well, definitely does. Well, that's the one thing. Like, Harold, he's six foot eight, but he was. He was guarding Giannis in the second round. He was guarding Embiid in the, um, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then this Finals. He kind of got in the Finals. He kind of got an easy one because he was just sitting over there on Jamichael Green and Patrick Patterson because Lamarcus Aldridge was unhappy, I guess, on the bench. <laughs> for some right. reason. Well, talking about like those role players and like those uh, key players, usually champions don't move right in to getting, you know, good players in the draft. But, you know, we'll start with you um, breaking down this draft towards the bottom here. Uh, you're talking about guys like Jared Allen, guys like Harrell. You know, you're probably going to re-sign him in free agency anyway. You offered him a pretty healthy deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, sticking with the draft, I mean, you go and you draft Vernon Carey Jr. and Marker, uh, Makur Maker, like, right there back-to-back. I mean, Maker's – you know, these both those guys are big bodies. They're not starters, but they're good rotation guys, guys that can protect the rim, and you know, maker can stretch the floor. So, yep. I mean, that's a you know, that's a good good two pieces to pick up right there to keep the team building going. Well, yeah, for sure. I've always I've always been an aspect of I want to put as many different styles of lineups out there as I can. Whenever I'm building a team, I want to put out you know as many different types of players at the same positions as I can so that I can adjust to whatever the opponent's doing, you know? Right. right. And Maker brings that because he'll be able to stretch the floor and protect the rim, whereas Jaylen Allen's kind of more that rim-running, defensive, rebounding center that kind of gives me a different look depending on, you know, what I see defensively, what I see offensively. Right. Well, uh, let me uh, switch it over here to the Celtics. Uh, Danny Ainge over there making big moves. Um, in Boston, so swim somehow out of that Jalen Brown, which everyone, that Jalen Brown trade that everyone ripped up, you know, <laughs> you ended up with the second overall, uh, second overall pick, you know, from that Jalen Brown trade, which you then could have had LaMelo Ball, you know, but you turned that, you know, into Paul George and, you know, quiet as kept, you had a few other options under your sleeve too. Yeah, I was, um, yeah, it was it was such a pleasant surprise when I when I moved up in that lottery because it was not a move I was really anticipating. Right. I, I had a, my my target list. Uh, you know, I was targeted to go fourth, and if I didn't move up or down, and, and was pretty much had my eye on a couple of guys. But then when I when I saw myself as the second, it kind of rearranged my my plan and, and got quite a few offers for some you know stars mm-hmm. and. I just I just was kind of tired of of kind of building up role players. I mean, I've I've always had young up and coming rosters, you know, in previous two Ks, right. and I even traded, you know, and when I made that Tatum deal, I kind of got into that same <laughs> exactly same plan where I was just developing these same young players, and 
then I wrote that article on, you know, are you, do you have too many, is it, is it healthy to have too many young players? So I figured, you know, let's just take a, a stab at Paul George and um, granted he is on a one year, one year player option. So, and it, by the looks of it, it looks like all the best players on player options decline that option. So it'll probably be just a one year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will have the bird rights to, to sign them and, and offer them a max deal next year. Um, it, it's just, I felt like it was time to, to try and win and, and have a, have a star, man. I don't know if I've ever had a player over 90 in my <laughs> 2k yeah. existence in a well, long time. Well, that's one of the big things I was, I've noticed, especially like these past ones that, you know, those superstars really matter. And those are the guys that end up in the finals. You're talking about Kawhi, you know, with the efficiency that he had in the finals, you talk about Kyrie and his big plays, Durant, you got to have those star players. If you're ever going to make a run, eventually we just got to, you know, stop team building. Exactly. Yeah, and, like, and yeah. there's only six, let's say six 2K seasons, you know, yeah. that we really get out of this game. So if, if I can, if I can make one out of those six be a, you know, contending team, I, th- I think, it's, you yeah. know, and relying I, on and free I, agency isn't healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially depending on your market. I mean, I got, like if you're in Los Angeles, you can do that because now they got those badges where a team might not want to yeah. play in a cold, cold weather area. Or shit like that. So yeah, you know it's important, and the move that you make seemed to be kind of the theme throughout here. I think VZ, um, all controversy aside, with this tanking, did a really good job uh, turning yeah. pick pick five and uh, his other picks into Jimmy Butler. He's got a nice solid team over there, and uh, the Magic uh, also did some trading out. Um, he ended up with uh, D'Angelo Russell, right? Yeah, yeah, he traded I think three first round picks. Uh, for right. Dilo, uh, yeah. I mean it's it's great. I mean it's it's great that you know people are thinking about you know where they what they want to do next year, what what they want to be. Are they a comp- competitor? Are they still building? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really, just goes to show there's there's different teams are at different stages. Right. Yeah. And and then also I believe here the Wizards. I don't. I forgot who's picked matriculated for that one, but uh, the Bradley the Beal. Atlanta. Yeah, the Bradley Beal deal. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, so the Atlanta Bradley Beal deal that netted him Wiseman and you know R.J. Hampton also. So that was yeah. pretty much the the theme of this draft. You know, stars. You know, going for young talent. Yeah, I mean a lot. Of, a lot of people will say, uh, you know, yeah, maybe they overdraft overvalue some draft picks, but I don't know. It's always kind of nice knowing the unknown rather than the known. You know, so right. I don't know. Well, uh, it, it was definitely a fun draft. Um, a lot was. of movement. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely a, a lot of movement. Uh, I, I really I really liked it. Uh, a couple surprises for me to get myself plugged in here. You know, I ended up getting Jaden McDaniels, which is pretty much the same as MPJ. So he will be on the trading block. MPJ, Jaden McDaniels, you guys get your offers in. <laughs> I, use, I, use, I use the opportunity to promote to the whole league, but um, – yeah, I think a lot of guys set themselves up nice, you know, with this uh, draft here, uh, which was a fairly deep draft. And then, you know, we'll get to build around that, you know, with free agency and the yeah. guys that they picked up in free agency. So when you look at the free agents, you know, everyone's kind of setting up for 2021, but you can't overlook this year yeah. because this year has a lot of good pieces and especially bigs, you know, and a lot of great role players. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. I know you guys don't want to tip your hand on what you're looking at out there, 
Um, but just what do you see out there that uh, a value? Uh, well, I already offered Montrez Harrell like thirty-five million dollars a year, so <laughs> right. That that's that's my hand. That was my entire off season, so I'm I'm just about done. But you now some of the yeah. other guys you see out there, you know, it's going to be uh, you know, um, some of like the lesser known guys because I'm all about you know sign the right role players that fit your team. And one one guy that really has stood out to me this free agency is going to be Danilo Gallinari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric, he can Eric's fit. already been talking about him. He can fit so many different teams because he can play the four, so he can be a big, you know, he's 6'10". He can play the stretch four. He'll have the speed advantage on some four, so they'll have to match up with that, especially with this this 2K, you know, you can really take advantage of just about any mismatch. You know, if you're right. if you're playing against, you know, a small guy and you have a big guy, I feel it's a lot easier to score than it was last year on that, on that right. type yep. of mismatch. You're not getting you know, just stripped as much. It's a lot easier to overpower him and push him back and just dunk on him. And then also the same can be said for, you know, if you have a a guard and gu- being guarded by a center, it's a lot easier to blow right past him, which is amazing to me to see. And Gallinari fits that because he can play both of those forward roles. And right. He can shoot. He can create his own shot. And that, that's really key on every, on every team is to have two guys – that can create their own shot on the floor at a time, you're going to, you're going to be great. Right. What, what I'm really curious to see is um, how much, how many uh, players are going to get multi-year deals? Because mm-hmm. yeah, we can talk about the, the 2021 free agent class yeah. and it, it, it's looking star studded and there, there's going to be a ton of role players there. But every time a player or a team gives a player a multi-year deal you're taking away money from that class yeah right so you gotta uh, teams gotta really think about a a, a short-term goal and a, and a long-term goal right. um a lot of players aren't going to take these one-year deals you know maybe you can try and do a one-year player option um right. but That's- once you start getting in the year two you're you're really just you're, you better like that player because yeah. you know <laughs> yeah That's uh, teams aren't was- going to be wanting to take on money next year yeah, that's yeah, one thing yeah. I was just looking at. You know, you, you say that, and it was like these guys, a lot of these guys probably would teams probably do like a one plus one, similar yeah. to what the Knicks did in real life. You know, just giving the guys a lot of one year deals so they'd be ready for the next one, you know, next free agency. And kind of like what Fitz was talking about, I think you give some of these guys too much credit. A lot of these guys don't have a plan that details. Yeah. So hopefully they're listening to you. <laughs> you know, hopefully they're listening and they put these guys on one plus one deals. Because, I mean, unless you need – because from my perspective, agency, if you need a big – if you need a rim protector, like this this free agency is deep with rim protectors. Yeah, it is. I mean, Harold's probably gone, but you got Anthony Davis out there. You got Drummond. You, you got, got Whiteside. Yeah. You got Udo, Udo McGee's in there. Cousins in there. I you mean, it's Howard centers in there. In, yeah, hot D12s, bigs <laughs> and centers, like everywhere. I mean, Noel's in there. Uh, even my guy, even though he's a small four, stretch four, but he's a good defender. And you know, Jeremy Grant, you know, is out there. And oh, I yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people talking about Jeremy Grant. You know, the past season tried to get him off me, but you know, unless you need one of those guys, you should have a long term plan, possibly yeah, sure. if you want want to make a run and compete. And then, because, yeah. And then on on the inverse, you can look at it also in ways of. You know, guys on guys on my team like Karis Levert and Terry Rozier, I have a real hard time trying to find anyone to move them to. 
just because their contracts right. don't align with that one and one with that 2021 free agency. But at the same time, come after that free agency, when a lot of teams are going to strike out, those players are going to become even more valuable. So if you're not yeah. playing that free agency game and you can pick up these contracts that might expire like in 2022 or um, in Levert's case in 2023, that might be a bit bigger, but they're still young and they'll get into the 80 overalls. Those are going to be yeah. even more valuable because then everyone will have a lot of money tied up and they'll only be able to you know move a little bit. And those contracts would be extremely valuable. So you can play it really either way. But definitely the the move to go is if you want to play that free agency roulette, then just sign that one-and-one or just a one-year deal and go for Giannis or Kawhi or Paul George. Right. And and teams might want to kind of sit back and just watch the market kind of work itself out. People, these players are going to start wanting less and less money as the, the stages move along. So there's going to be some bargains out there on players that maybe aren't getting a ton of notice right now. But you can you can find some good players for you know less than their original demand. And, and ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about getting players that yeah. you know you may they may want twenty million, and, and maybe they come down to twelve million by the yeah. time you sign them. They so, get value. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, so everybody's pretty much got their plans together, building their teams up. And I kind of want to throw another one in here uh, off schedule before we move on to like rule changes and stuff like that. Just so we give, since this being our first real podcast of the year, kind of give us some exposure to the other owners. I just thought of real quick, maybe we should go over like owners and teams that you see maybe have the biggest progression and improvement in how they be playing and teams that you think might take a step back. Because I'm looking at the league and seeing how these rosters are shaping up. Uh, we seem we seem to see the same guys screwing up their teams year <laughs> after year. Yeah. You know, you know, I see a couple of guys doing much better. So let me touch on like, okay, real quick, like say murder, right? He's like notoriously notorious for fucking up a team. Yeah. And like sc- screwing it up and throwing it up. But I think he really made some decent moves this year considering he moved Beal and turned that into, you know, some decent things with the Wizards. I see a team like the Warriors and RW taking a step back. You know, I like what the Grizzlies did. Obviously, VZ can't get any worse. Yeah, yeah, he can't get yeah. any worse than one so. <laughs> Right. If I think he does, he's he got taking, some problems. <laughs> right, I think he's taking a step up. Um, Mike Mike with the Hornets, like, he's good, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the, some of his, his moves that he makes, you know, a guy like him should be – it's one of the people that should be using picks and draft picks as assets because he doesn't have the market to attract free agents. Yeah. But he seems dead set on signing mediocre guys. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> one guy that I I uh, try not to, to get too down on, but, man, it, it makes – he makes it hard is uh, George, Jorge with the, the Pistons. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. that, that, uh, that CP3 trade, man, that really is going to set him back. One, well, because it's going to – it's gonna kill his cap, and that pick, that pick, I think was the fourth overall pick. Yeah. Um, you know, which turned Bone in. Uh, no, to I think it was that the Edwards. Uh, I think Pistons yeah, had the. Se- it was the seventh because Bone's normal seventh. pick was okay. the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's a quality that's player that. Yeah. And you know, it kills you know the Pistons' free agency plans, um, and I I just don't see them getting any better. That CP3 trade or contract is is. Immovable in my eyes, I right. I don't see 
any other teams really wanting that. But I yeah. guess it only takes one team to grab that. Yeah. Um, and then he did follow it up by trading Andre Drummond for yeah. significantly less than what he had previously been offered. But we won't. We'll yeah. avoid that little <laughs> debate. Although I, I guess, I guess um, that Nur- getting Nurkic now that Drummond did go to free agency may be ending up maybe uh, yes. getting a, a good player out of it. That may not be the worst thing that he did. I just, yeah. I, I have a hard time with that CP3 trade. I, I, I do as well. Yeah. Uh, do you see any other owners out there, Trent, that you expect to maybe come up from a little bit? Or? Well, this actually, this actually might surprise you, but. This is kind of a, a two-step, what I thought was going to be like a come down, but then I think it's come up. But, like, when you look at Red and the moves that he made this offseason, yeah. it's, it's, it's really, you know, it went down because he traded away Paul George for basically LaMelo Ball and Romeo Langford. So he's kind of banking on the future because those guys aren't going to help right. him win the finals or help him progress in the playoffs like Paul George is going to. Right. But then you see that he's also been able to move LaMarcus Aldridge for nothing and then he open up a max spot for right now Anthony Possibly. Davis. Right. You see that yeah. he has the possibilities of turning Paul George and LaMarcus Aldridge into LaMelo Ball and Anthony Davis Anthony. basically. True. So yeah. And he'll have that Hornets protected unprotected pick as well next year. Yeah. So he's he's one that I've been looking up that could be could be on the up, but also could be on the down. He's kind of playing that you know free agency roulette, and we'll have right. to see what you know what the Lakers have to have to offer. Whether they offer you know Anthony Davis a statue outside of Staples or. <laughs> you know, we'll yeah. The one see. thing about Red though is, um, man, him and free agency are uh, a match made in heaven. He uh, he he gets so lucky in free agency. Oh yeah, because he you know, signed Damian Lillard. And- he almost Anthony had Davis, almost yeah. I mean, it's it it's it's a lot easier to take that risk, I guess. One when yeah. you already have Kawhi Leonard on your roster, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so you can kind of you can t- kind of take that risk. Where others really, it's it's hard to take that that risk and and risk it all for you know someone that may sign. Plus, he's also in a big market, so right. Uh, you know, there, there's lots of there's lots of reasons why he did it. Yeah. I'm going to go and run down just a couple more really quick that I notice when I'm looking at these teams. I'm looking at the 76ers. I feel like Prince is a good owner, but I'm looking at him to take a regression. I think his ability to build a good team like this built for the playoffs like really holds him back. He's a good user, but I think uh, I think I'm looking for him to regress this year. Uh, just some of the trade offers I heard there kind of confused me. You guys got any comments on the uh, Philly? I just don't see them making a ton of moves. I, I see them kind of yeah. being as is, and um, he's never been one to make a lot of trades. And I think he he kind of want to keeps his roster as is. So, yeah. and yeah, that's the, that's the same thing. In our series, there was it was kind of we we both matched up with each other pretty well, like defensively, except for in one aspect that he had no one that could guard both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, which most teams don't. Most teams don't have a Paul George and a Kawhi Leonard that can guard, you know, try to contain both of them. That's the one part where he was struggling because he couldn't – Ben Simmons would guard Kyrie, but then he'd leave Tobias Harris or, you know, Thibel is a really good defender, but he's young. 
He doesn't have right. the badges, doesn't, you know, doesn't have the IQ quite yet. And maybe he'll progress to there, but he doesn't have the IQ to guard a Kevin Durant. So then when he puts right. Simmons on him, then Kyrie's being guarded by, you know, Josh Richardson, who's a capable defender. But when you have an elite score with Kyrie, it's just right. you really have to be one of the best defenders to be able to guard him. And that's the one exactly. part where Prince needs to make a move to where he can play some defense and also get Embiid kind of going a little bit in our series because he never really was able to get Embiid to be able to get in rhythm with, you know, Allen and Harold both kind of, you know, bothering him on the inside. And what you just said right there about Prince, I think that same thing goes for a guy like AD. You look like AD had the best record, you know, in the league, but he needs that wing defender. Mm-hmm. He needs someone on that, on that edge. And I think some of his uh, uh, um, and the capabilities that he has in team building kind of holds him back. But it's an important part. A lot of people talk yeah. trash about the guys that, you know, do a lot of stuff about GMs, but it's an important part to building a championship team. I it think is. that's what differentiates so, like you and red and reason why red always shows up red's always in controversy but he builds a team you know so yeah all right so um you know we kind of talked about everybody and um you know how the guys are really set up but you know all of that is kind of based on you know how we operate within our rules and things that we set up so we did introduce a couple of new things here um um, swim, I guess you could take the lead on that, going over some of the new additions, the rules, trade rules, fast break, the new tax, uh, playoff max rules, stuff like that. Yeah, um, so one of the, the things that we wanted to talk about was, um, you know, the, the the playoff rules as far as uh, I was seeing one thing that really kind of disturbed me in the playoffs was players were or teams were just relying on their star players to shoot, you know, 35, 40 times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I don't know if it was an error on our part, but we, for some reason, we did not have any playoff max rules. So we're, we're going to, we're going to go back to, to kind of doing it by, by series. Um, you know, I think, I think we settled anywhere on a, a playoff, uh, shot attempt from 25 to 30, which is a lot. I mean, if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're taking that many shots by one player, you're just not using that player and you're just using a, a star that you have. So. Um, we're going to get that down under control, um, you know, PIP playoff. So to be by series, um, you know, if a team advances by breaking a playoff rule, um, that player will be, their best player will be suspended that whole next series. So we are going to be strict with that. Um, and then if you win the finals, let's say you do this in a finals, that, 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 that finals victory will be vacated. Um, we will not honor it. Um, teams should not be um, breaking rules in playoffs and, and just trying to do anything that they can win to to get a ring or um, advance. So those are going to be the penalties that um, that we've set. Um, as far as you know, the gameplay rules, we're going to try and control the fast break rules. Um, we were seeing too often that teams were just throwing it to their one man fast break guy. <laughs> and just sprinting up the court and, you know, it was, it was too much. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was becoming a lot. So um, that will kind of go back to the point guard. Um, one man fast breaks. We may even increase the, the filters for that a little bit to maybe, you know, bring down the list a little bit. Um, we will release that list, you know, 
at the start of season two. Um, what else is there? Uh, trade uh, rules. Oh yeah, the trade rules. Um, so yeah, we just brought down the uh, the overall limit um, down to eighty three. Yeah. Um, coming from eighty five, and that's just players that uh, we did not want to see retraded in the the year, the same season. Also, um, there was a lot of talk of people talking about sign in trades. People were gonna <laughs> give people max max deals, and then have them on the block, and and that um, you know that does not imp- that does not implement the or does not. It's it's against the way sign in trades happen in real life. Yeah. Since in real life, a player is basically telling that team, "I am ready to go here. Do you want to get anything out of me? Basically, right. do you want to get a yeah. second round pick?" And a lot of uh, like restricted free agents will be the ones that get signed and traded. Exactly. Yeah. So, if you sign a uh, max player uh, to a deal, he's there for that full year. You know, regardless of you know. If you have an offer, you sign a play to a max deal. There, it's there's an agreement that, all right, I want to be in this city. I want to be yeah. on this team. You can't just move him right away. So, right, those like are the said, two. 2K doesn't just have the flexibility to properly implement a sign and trade. So, it's yeah, it's not to have it. Yeah, you're you're basically telling a player, all right, I'm 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 here's your max deal, and I'm going to tell you tell you to go to this random city. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's right. not yeah, how so it works. your max deal. I'm going to tell you what team to play for now. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, those were the two, I think, trade rules that we uh, just wanted to change. You know, we're always looking to, to kind of tweak things here and there, but yeah. we try and be transparent and upfront with all of our changes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also we are going to be implementing a, uh, a tax for oh, uh, luxury teams. Um, we really need to stop having teams just throwing their full, yes. you know, emptying their wallet for these players. Yes. There has to be some sort of, some sort of recourse. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you will not be earning any money um, from um, if you are in the luxury. You do have till the, the trade deadline to get under, though. So we do give you that, that flexibility to to make moves to get under. So yeah. right. and this rule I, I really I really enjoy this rule. I think I'm actually the one that put it in the suggestions. Um, and as a team that's going to be well into the luxury tax, it really is because you know a lot of championship teams, that's the main teams that are going to be paying that luxury tax because they're yeah. building a team. They're paying their players. And a lot of those championship teams, they'll have a lot of usually, <laughs> you know, they have veterans on there and they aren't practicing as much because they play into, you know, June. They're not practicing as much. They're not going to, you know, their training camps might be a bit lighter than, you know, other teams such as like, you know, for example, this season, like maybe like the Orlando Magic or like the Charlotte Hornets, those younger teams that really need to develop those players, their camps aren't going to be that that heavy. So that's why I feel like this luxury tax where you're kind of penalizing and taking away the, you know, the money, it's kind of deducting from their camps because they're not practicing as much. So it really, you know, simulates that kind of real life experience. That's how I took it. Um, right. I don't yeah, know if it, you guys saw it that same way, but that's kind of how we, I see it. We're we're still actually thinking about um, implementing an actual tax that gets divvied up into all the teams that aren't meeting that tax. Um, but I I kind of want to do the math on it first before I make a decision. Yeah. I don't want to give all these other teams an extra fifty dollars yeah. because that that can that can be a little too much. 
but it, it is still in the possibility of happening. I just want to see how it all plays out and check the math and, and do that. But yeah, that was, I think that was actually, um, uh, I think you came up with that and then Rob thought about kind of yeah. implementing it um, on that. So that, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a group effort. And Yeah, it'll, that, every, every kind of rule change is always a group effort between, you know, everyone in the league, which is really great. And it's a really good atmosphere yeah. to have, be able to give your input on everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, just something I'm going to be working on because I, I know we tried with the free throw thing, but uh, I think it touches on what you were talking about with the shot limits. Uh, I really want to do something about injuries and try to yeah. see if we can find a right slider tweak for injuries. So just a heads up, we'll probably be playing with that this season, guys, and, you know, getting uh, a couple mm-hmm. of tweaks, you know, with the slider. So you guys do a great job of coming in with the suggestions, you know, and the uh, brainstorming thread. So, just keep that going. We always read it, and we always talk about it, even though some guys think we don't, but we do. And, yeah, um, no, there's always discussions every day, every yeah. day about things that are brought up um, in the chat, in the brainstorming. Um, you know, we're always looking people, just because we may say no to your idea does not mean that we never listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, there is a practice league out there. Um, it does have a new slider set. Um, I recommend you guys, you know, we have a couple of days before season two starts. I recommend getting getting games in, seeing how the, the new injury sliders are, if they are working, if they're not, um, you know, if you, if you want to try and, you know, get your rookies on your team, feel free to use the, the DNA tool there. Um, you know, we can, you can mess with wrong. I don't care what you do in the, the practice roster. Feel free to, if you want to test some new free agents out, do whatever you want, man. It's it's more of just about getting games in and, and seeing, you know, right. what your results are. Right. And like Swim said, we got the practice league out there. We're in day one of moratorium right now. You know, the season will be kicking off uh, soon on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of things coming up. We got camps coming up. That's a big thing. Guys have already posted their potential payout so we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next few days so if you guys aren't around you know it's time for everybody to start creeping back into your dungeon because yeah. uh, we're about to get started up oh yeah yeah once um once season two hits after progression is when we will open up all the camps badges and perks uh we wanted to wait till after progression because i didn't want to have people submit badges and you know and then all yeah. of a sudden you Maybe that guy, maybe that player did pick up that badge in the yeah. offseason during progression. And, and then they're, they're going to be like, oh, I don't want that. I want this now. So. Yeah, and then you yeah. go back and redo everything. Right. So we'll, uh, we'll keep that open for about uh, the first week of the year. Uh, we're first week of the season. We'll have a close date similar to kind of like our mentors uh, where we keep it open. And then, um, you know, obviously once you, once you play one game, you're officially in that season. Um, and then the trade rules kick in with – you know, you got to wait 20 games and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and one thing I just wanted to touch on, um, we did open a new website. Um, it's going to be a blog. Everyone is going to be a content producer, uh, creator. You know, feel free to, to write your um, articles, post your what's going on with your team there. Um, we wanted to kind of try it this way as far as, you know, giving everyone a chance to create um, we do have a writing program where every 10 articles you do get $10, um, you know, SSBA dollars to, to put towards your team. So I, d- I just want to give everyone a chance to to be a part of it. 
Um, we're eventually going to be putting league leaders on there, so having updating stats every week. Um, that's that's one thing that I am currently working on. Yep. I think, I think that's uh, everything I have. You got anything else, Trip? No, I, I I got everything off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, yeah. We want to say that uh, well deserved on the championship. It's good to have some. Uh, New faces and fresh yeah. blood, you know, up there. Looking forward to next season. Yeah. Oh. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of your day uh, to uh, do to do this. And uh, we'll try and – I feel like I say this every every uh, <laughs> every session, but we're going to try and get these out a little bit more often. Um, it's just a, <laughs> yeah. a matter of getting everyone together and maybe get some guest hosts as well and, and do it that way as well. So. All right now. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, no problem, guys. Thanks, uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's see what free agency is looking like now. But it's a lot different. <laughs> All right, now talk to you later. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys.